everybody to the Foodie Fantasy Show. Uh, today is going to be a, a packed edition. Uh, we have the talkative from Spurs, Steven. <laughs> Just when say you're winning, you're talking the crap. Is clean. Okay, okay. T thanks for joining us. Uh, we have the other Steven uh, from the other part of North London uh, joining us also. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, new, new, new guest to the show. Okay, United fan. Also a big. I have to make it clear. He wanted me to make this clear. He's a big Ole stand. Also. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Did you say joking. I'm not? Okay. Okay. Is that true? No, I'm not. I'm a United fan, but look. I am just too anti-social. <laughs> That's what everybody says because I'm objective. All right, all right. Um, before we jump into the show, uh, let me just uh, let you guys know what you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Extraordinary Footy Fans, Instagram, it's Fantasy Footy. On Twitter, you can come at me. I'm always there trolling, you know, taking bodies on on uh, Twitter. It's Footy AD. Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, our Twitter at uh, Footy uh, AD Fantasy. Uh, this this video will be on YouTube at Footy Fantasy. All our addresses will be at the end of the pod. Check all of us out. Today we'll be doing how the season has started so far um, for each of the team. Each represents Spurs. Um, the first team represents Spurs. The other team represents Arsenal. And okay, uh, we'll talk about. We did the first one last week for Chelsea and Liverpool. Today we'll be reviewing the season so far. How it started for Spurs. Manchester United and um, Arsenal. I think it's only right to go how the table looks now uh, for the review. I think we can do that. Uh, so we'll start with Mr. The Noisemaker for the, the <laughs> team that applies pressure. That's all they do. They apply pressure. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. They just apply. They apply pressure on the bottom. Well, that's where you usually end. So they apply pressure specialist. <laughs> Steven, so tell good. us. Tell us how you apply pressure. <laughs> All these comments I understand because I know those six goals made a lot of noise, bro. No, no, no. That's, it, it, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> when you're banging in six goals, yeah, we make a lot of noise. That's what we do. Thank you. Top of the league for 20 minutes. It's all good. Okay. Now, how do you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's it's funny, though, just as a Spurs fan, I think it's funny that we ha we're having this kind of rebuilding season and bringing our generational talent back, Garrett Bale, after seven years, in the season that there are no fans at the stadium, you know? It's it's just crazy. Beating some teams 6-1, you know, training sessions, having training sessions during the game, you know, but there are no fans to see it. That, that's the part that I really, I really feel bad about. I wish I was there, especially when Bale scored. It would have been awesome, you know, so. Okay. But anyway, so you want me to go in immediately to the highs and lows? Yes, of Spurs so far. I'm all right, all moving right. forward, cool. what you suggest? Cool, cool. So, first thing, long live King Jose. <laughs> <laughs> first thing, all the all the Jose haters. Sorry, man, this is not the time. I I, I feel bad for y'all. All the potch lovers, like I, <laughs> I saw him twerking for y'all's job. Can you go ahead and put Sasha out of his misery and, and get Poch? I really want to see it. Poch in the same league as Spurs. It'll it'll be more exciting. But okay. anyway, uh, yeah, for the highs of our season, of course, the season just started. So 
saying highs, that's just out of the eight games, right? Eight right. Yeah. Plus, plus, I, your, say, plus um, I guess, your Europa, you know, that yeah. cup that, you, that nobody cares about that happens on Thursday. I know. And we're doing beautiful things there, man. We we beat Maccabi Haifa, I think, 7-1. Mm. Right? I lost to somebody. Did you lose to somebody, too? I'm just checking. Some guy, some team like that. Yeah, but I can't pronounce their name, so it doesn't uh, count. I don't know uh, who it is. Yeah, okay. I can't remember. So it's quite, it's quite sad how Spurs fans have ditched Poch and he's probably your best manager of the last 30 years. Well, you guys have just thrown, 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 thrown him away. When, when you got no help, no investment, he did it on a budget while building a new stadium and you guys just, you know, jumping for, 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 for Jose. Oh, I understand what's happening right now. You know what? You're an Arsenal fan. No, he's not. He's a United fan. Oh, he's a United fan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First of all, though, I, I didn't just pause. I said he's twerking for the United job, and I want to see him back in the league. I didn't say anything bad about him. But that whole thing about not having money, actually, when you look at the facts and the numbers, it is actually not true. Potch spent a lot of money. We, we spent a lot of money during his time. We yeah. got Lucas, Soko. Uh, Sanchez, there was a lot of money spent. Net spent. spent about 50 million buying Ndombele. Net spent. Lo Celso. And, 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 and whose signings were there? Because Levy seems like he's the one that makes the signings. Okay, okay, hold up though. Now you're saying that we spent money, but it was Levy. See how you sh you're shifting already. Just, just give him his due, but don't say that he didn't have money spent. It, it's actually not true. But Posh is a good manager. I want to see him in the league. That, that's all I'll say. I wish he could be in the league. Okay. I don't know why Ayo is wasting time. You know, get, get I, I wish I wish I could. You know, if I had to, if I had to, if I had the power, I'd have yeah. pulled the trigger October tw October 2019. I would have pulled the trigger on social. Trust me, if I had the power. But I don't have the power, so go oh, ahead. Let's not let's not deviate into that. Let, let's we are, we're coming there. We're coming. Finish your thoughts. It's all good. All right, all right. So, so let me go on. Uh, for the high of the season, I would say that as a big moment for Spurs, the West Brom win, where we, we really had a rough game. We had to soldier through the game. A lot of players were ha actually having bad games, but we showed the mental character to take it down to the wire and then score in the last six minutes, I think. And Harry Kane scored one of the most difficult headers I've ever seen a striker score because the defender's leaning on his shoulder and he still got off. You watch the replay. He got off the ground as if there was no defender on him and got high before the goalie could come in. It was a great goal. Another thing great about the goal is that Matt Doherty hasn't been having a good time since he came in from Wolves and he got to put a nice, nice ball in, good assist. You know, the goal, it was just great. And it took us to the top of the league after a long time, I think it was six years. So, of course, we didn't stay there, but as a, as a sign of what we want to do, again, the big thing for Spurs this season is matching the team's ambition with the fans' ambition, which we haven't been able to do for a long time with all the, with the managers we had previously. So now, you know, you, you see, of course, nobody wants to say it. Everybody's being pensive. You know, you never want to come out and say, oh, we want to win the league. But I was saying in the beginning that if you're in a league, if you register to play in a league as a club, you should have a, a goal to win the league. 
you know? So I, I feel that's, that should be everybody's mindset. But some clubs don't have the financial power to do it, but you, sh you should be planning to, to get up there, you know? So anyway, that's a, that's a longer point. Uh, but I really loved that moment. And every Spurs fan, we were watching it together on the stream and, and it was just a great moment, especially the way, how the game went. And we thought we were gonna, you know, be held back by West Brom. And just to come out in the end, it was almost like a cup win. It was crazy, guys. So low points. What was your low points? What's been low points so far? We really don't have low points this season. Look at this guy. Happy club. It's happy at the club, baby. Look at this front. This front show now. It's happy at the club. I can't lie, man. Even if we 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 feel, I think we have what one loss in the league. It's just like, okay, we're still moving on. Our momentum is forward. Everything is positive about the club. So low point would be the West Ham loss. I call it a loss because we're leading 3-0. I think we had a goal from Sun and two from Kane, who are front runners for everything we do on the attacking side. Just great guys, doing great, good form. And then we come in last 10 minutes for some reason. King Jose brings on Harry Winkinho. <laughs> and this boy, this boy in our midfield is like a colossus that forgot his superpowers at home. He just conceded three goals for, for man. I don't want to get started on Harry Winks in this because yeah, I've actually man. decided that he's our boy. I'm not going to slate him anymore. And part of the reason that he's not pushing on is that Poch missed a step in his development by not sending him out on loan. If you look at most stars of the league in their beginning years, they go out on a loan just to be able to cope mentally with being, being, uh, being reliable. Yeah, be, being reliable and being relied on for a team, mm, for a sure. team to, to, have, to give good performances. I don't know if I agree with that, but go ahead. I mean, so, uh, there's so many cases. Yeah, I would say that that was a low, man. The, the way it came in, it was a big, it was a corner, and it fell to Winks on the edge of the box. All he had to do was clear the ball. But instead, he tries to bring it down and touch it past Obona. Obona for West Ham? Have you seen that guy? That guy fights with Mitrovic for breakfast. Like, this <laughs> thing, what, what, I don't know what Winks was doing. It, it was so funny because Obona actually set a screen on Winks. He just bodied him and let Lanzini hit that. And okay. if you watch that screen, the real reason Winks hasn't come back is Winks still hasn't recovered from that screen. That <laughs> 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 okay, so who's your player this season for Spurs so far? Who has had the best? Which player had the best starts for Spurs? <laughs> So all right, all right, all right. Player of the season, or sorry, best start of the, yeah. of the eight games is definitely Pierre Emil Hoiberg. 25 years old, but he plays like a 55 year old in a testimonial game. <laughs> that boy, he's, he's so mature. He's such a leader. You know, everybody's talking about him at the club. He's exactly what we needed a good, solid defensive midfield player, but not a defensive midfield player that where all he contributes is off the ball. He's also nice on the ball, the passing, the control, good decision-making. I'm sure you can see that that pass, that one-touch pass into Aurier for the sixth goal against you guys. That was him. 
you know, so he's he's really a great defensive midfield player. And because he's come in, where uh, Jose is able to do something that is so interesting. When he when he had Pogba, if you remember, I wrote an article about how y'all needed to just play Pogba with two strong defensive midfield players, or at least a defensive midfield player and a holding midfield player. And that allows Pogba to go up and not have so much responsibility coming back as he played in Juventus. So it's so positive for me to see that it seems Mourinho has learned from that and that's how he's using Ndombele now. So bringing in Hoiberg, we can play Hoiberg as a pivot, but play Sissoko in there too. And that allows Ndombele play. And I, I'm sure Pogba is looking at Ndombele's spot like, that's the kind of team I, I would have loved to play in. So Hoiberg, bringing in Hoiberg lets us do that. I think he's a player of the, of the season so far, and it's a masterstroke from Jose to bring him in. So I love that. I, I love it. To be fair, I, I, I did throw. <laughs> I have a post on our group where I throw that signing, calling that uh, everybody's signing from like, uh, what was my thing? From Harold's like big high-end stores and Jose standing from dollar store. So I'm like, damn, this thing worked out. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody has called me out on it now. Because <laughs> I was strolling the signing like, yeah, what's he going to do? Okay. Uh, let's jump. Hey, hey why, why are you dissing Southampton like that? Man? Why are you calling <laughs> Southampton Dollar Store? <laughs> dollar Store get, get, has some deals, though. Southampton, I don't know what they do. They uh, have the manager. Money. Yeah, they, they, their recruitment is really good. Okay, yeah. let's jump to the other side of North London. Mr. Steven, give us. Great, the great side of North London. Okay, the great side of North London. Okay, let's go. <laughs> The North London actually doesn't put pressure, but but has a history of winning some other than a hundred years ago. But but all good. No, no, I think for us it's been an up and down season. You can't deny that. I think. Um, but again, like we've had the conversation, it's transition, right? Um, we have a lot of players that we have to change. Um, we have a young manager. He's been in. He hasn't been a manager at all anywhere before, so he's learning on the job. He's going to make mistakes. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the high point for us was definitely the, the win at United just the, and more for the performance than the actual just winning at United. Like we've beaten City, we've beaten Liverpool in the Cups, we've done those things. It's, it's on a one-off occasion, Arsenal can beat teams. But um, in the league, um, in terms of playing against the recognised top six um, and having a performance where you can control the game and, and actually come out of the game saying, oh, we weren't lucky, we actually deserve to win and we could have won by more. Um, so that United game, I would say, would, would be the high point so far this season. Um, if you're talking about just performances, etc. Um, that that's kind of where I would I would say we we are right now. Okay. So what has been the I guess the low point so far? The low point is Villa. The low point is Villa because it's the complete opposite of the United game, and it's a week after the United game, right? So it, it's it's you go from. The performance against United and and seeing a future in terms of how we want to play and how we could potentially be, be playing, um, and then you play Villa and it's the old things like Bellerin getting spun around, playing balls over behind him, um, people not tracking runners. It's just all of the things that you come to kind of know with the bad Arsenal of the last few years um, in that one game. So I think the Villa game is definitely the low point and more again because of the performance um, and just the fact that the players didn't show up. Um, then yeah, losing to Villa, no big deal. People will lose to Villa, right? Liverpool lost them really badly as well. 
but it's more the performance than anything else. Like even in the Liverpool game, you said Liverpool lost the game badly, but the performance, you say, okay, they, they played, but but Villa was just really good on the day in terms of what they were doing to Liverpool with the Arsenal game. We could have lost six or seven as well. So, um, and we didn't play well. So I just think that's kind of the low point to me. Steven, quick question. So do you feel it was the performance of the players or you think Arteta got the tactics really bad? I think it was a little bit of both. I think the performance of the players um, wasn't good enough on the day, right? There's certain things that you can, you the players could control and should have done better, right? Like, so for example, the first goal after 40-something seconds where you could see Grealish stepping over the ball and, and holding a Bellerin and literally in front of him, he's outside of the box. Someone just put a challenge in. That's got nothing to do with tactics. <laughs> that's, that's just aggression and, and being um, understanding the game and knowing your job. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think that was more the issue. Arteta, after the first maybe 15 minutes of that game, though, he could have reacted. He could have changed the shape. He could have basically said, hey, we're getting done out wide because of the wing-back system. I'm going to go maybe put more bodies in midfield. And again, I think he probably left it too long in terms of trusting that the players would kind of figure it out. Um, and like I said to you guys before, I don't see that we have, we don't have the players that you could do that with consistently, right? Um, you, they need to be coached. They need to be guided because we don't have players in every position that are good enough um, to kind of figure those types of things out. So I think it's a combination of both, but I definitely put more blame on the players on that one. Okay. So going forward, what do you think, what do you think is the way forward, going forward for Arsenal? So, so going forward, um, Arteta just has to, to trust that he's instilled the discipline that he wants and the, the style and the shape that he wants. And he has to go away from the back, the back, back three. Um, I think we've got too many. We don't have enough. Um, like we have two defenders at the club, right? If you were to be truly honest, you probably got Tini and Gabriel. Like they're the only ones that you can reliably say most weekends or most weeks, they're going to give you a six or a seven out, out of 10. So trying to make, put bodies back there, and defend and not be true to what Arsenal is doesn't make sense now. And, and I think he can trust that he's basically instilled some discipline. He's a, instilled a pattern of player shape. Let the guys go and play. We're going to lose games. Like, I don't expect us to go this season and win and beat everyone and, and rough, rough run our way over the league in a, in a year and a half of the man being in charge. Yeah, I don't expect that too. Yeah. No, but with the players that we, at least we've done it in, our, in my lifetime, but, <laughs> but um, I, think the, I think the thing is, it's just, you have to at some point look at what you have and say, okay, let's be more positive than negative in terms of how we go about playing and winning. And again, against the bigger sides, you know, you have a system with the back three that more times than not is get, has gotten you reasonable results. So you can always go back and lean on it. But when you're playing against these teams that are going to sit back, that are going to, try and counter-attack against you. Let's go fire for fire and see what happens. And, and, and again, I spoke to you, I say, Oba through the middle. I don't want to see Lagasset playing as a centre-forward for us in a starting team. Um, Pepe on the right, I would use Willian as a 10, and I would play Saka on the left. And those guys would rotate behind Aubameyang and create more than enough problems or chances for people because they're all really good runners with the ball, which is something that we don't have deeper in midfield. Um, and then you just use the spine. So you play Bellerin, you play Tierney, you play Gabriel, you play Partey, and then you rotate around those guys behind that front four. Um, and I think we have, it's weird because you have three players next to Partey that if you were to combine them, you'd have a really great player. 
but individually they all do something specifically, right? So you say, okay, you want to go box to box, you use Sabayos. If you want to go and sit, you use El Neni. If you want passing range, you use Xhaka. But you just play one of those, depending on who you're playing, next to the one that you have, which is Partey, and hope to God that he doesn't get hurt, which he obviously did before the international break. So I just think that's what he has to do um, between now and the end of the season, and we'll be fine. Like, we're going to lose games. It's going to be up and down. But we got a team with a lot of players that needs to be transitioned still. Um, and, and it's work in progress. So I'm not expecting to, to win every game. I'm expecting good results and bad results. And, and I don't expect that to change. But the difference between Arteta's Arsenal and Unai Emery's Arsenal is at least in some of these games, you see an element of control. You see an element of uh, pattern of play. You see development of individuals. So people like Saka, um, people like even an El Neni, Arteta can get a tune out of certain people while he has them. Um, and again, that's a positive thing. Whereas with, uh, with Unai Emery, if, the, if it wasn't the player that you expected, you didn't get a result. Mm, okay, that's, that's very interesting. I have two things to say in summary. Uh, the first thing I was going to say, I agree with like your formation, I'll switch it to that. The only thing I'll switch around is, if I was Arteta, I mean, just from outside looking in, I would play Pepe as a 10 and play William on the wing. Because one thing, one thing I've seen about Arsenal, the back three and thing that I'm noticing is a lot of your creative players, like the back three, the three, four, three things, has been making a lot of your creative players and your dangerous players on the outside. And most of the workhorses have been on the inside. And that, that should be the other way around. Because they but can cause more damage. But that's why I like that three behind Aubameyang with a license and a platform to be able to move around. Correct. So Correct. Pepe, Pepe can pop up on the left and pull a cross in with his left foot, or he could be on the right and he can shoot. Saka can do the same thing because Saka yeah. can go on the left side and come inside on his left foot <laughs> and mm. shoot Correct. as well. So I think playing those three and allowing them to rotate, and again, Aubameyang's had experience of going out on the left and cutting in and doing so they could all move around and transition and, and play. And again, if you're chasing a game and you want to go a little bit more aggressive, I've even said to someone, you can take William out and put Lacazette on as a 10 or a nine and a half and let him play behind or with Aubameyang, with those players. So I just think sometimes it's not about, everybody talks about creativity and you should bring back Ozil. I don't want to see Ozil. Ozil's not going to be the future of the team. He's out of contract in six months. Forget Ozil. Yeah, he's gone. Use the players we have and give them a chance to actually do their thing. And I think you're, you're going to lose games. But you're gonna be, you're gonna see development. Like you gotta find out at some point if Pepe was worth the money or not. And if he's not worth the money, you take your thirty million of whatever you can get for him and you move on. But if he's not playing, all you're doing is devaluing the player, killing his confidence. You're not gonna learn anything anyway. Yeah, that's true. Right? And and Lacazette, people forget, end of the season, he's got a year left on his contract too, and we're not gonna pay him because he's already on 180 grand a week. He's not gonna get more than that. So Lacazette probably needs to be sold. Do you right. want to keep him though? Do I would have sold him. him. And the reason I would have sold him is not because he's a bad player. It's because it's an asset that we know at the end of the season is going to have a year left mm. and we're not going to pay him. Like there's no way, unless Lacazette comes in and says, oh, I'll keep my current contract, which mm. no player is going to do. Like you're going to have to give him a signing on bonus. You're going to have to give him a loyalty bonus. Like there's no point keeping Lacazette. So I would have sold him. And then I would have gone into the market and said, okay, Oba's going to play through the middle. He's 32. 
got Martinelli coming through who can play as a centre forward who's exciting. You've got Enketia, whether you love him or not, who can do this run around and work hard and do something off the bench for the short term. Oh, the Harry Redknapp plan. No, short term, but you know you need a forward in the future. Because again, you don't know. Martinelli might come back and turn into flipping Ronaldo. Like you don't know. Like he's 19. Like, no, but what I'm saying, you don't know. So oh, what fair you enough. Know, fair enough. Fair enough. Plan, fair enough. Behind the Bamiyang than Lacazette. Okay. He he could turn to something big. I just have one thing to say on your team that I think Pepe in the Premier League is a waste of a wing spot right now. He's he's a limited player, man. His movement off the ball, I notice about him, man. That boy, he waits. Even Martial is better off the ball. Like he waits to get the ball to feet, then he can play. Then he can play. And yet you're playing three up top and hoping to use the spaces in behind. He just cannot do that. So no, but, but like, that's what I'm why play him on the wing even? No, no but, but what I'm saying, the reason I would play him, I would start him from that position mm. and let him roam around, which mm. make it, so to the point of, he has no, he doesn't make the right runs, right? Mm. But if he's popping up in different areas, you put him as a 10, he's going to be just the same person to mark. Mm. And mm. You let him pop up behind the striker or pop up on the left side and, other players, because you know, William is a is the complete opposite. He's a very intelligent player. Saka yeah, yeah. is a very intelligent player. So you let yeah, those yeah. three guys move around behind Aubameyang. They're all relative. They're all one thing. They're all good at is they're all very good at dribbling, running with the ball, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they can carry it, transition, and then you basically create a little bit more unpredictability than having these people that you put Saka on the left. You know what he's going to do? He's going to get to the byline. He's going to come inside. He's going to like you know what they're going to do. Yeah. And that's why people kind of defend well against us right now. Yeah, he's like, a good player. He's a good player. I like Pepe. It, it's sad to see him wasted at Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sad. Look at look at oh, no, Jesus. Uh, so, last thing I wanted to say, uh, coaching wise, Ateta is giving me and okay can attest to this in a way. Ateta is giving me LVG vibes. I say this not in a good way, in the sense that you can see that he's coaching like the pattern of play to like the very minute level, which when it works, and it is not going to work every time, just like on the LVG, it looked like perfection. Like when you guys build off match control, when we went to similar in LVG's, um, flipping it to LVG's time, when we went to Anfield and dominated Liverpool, you know, the one that matters called two goals. Like similar type, we control the game from beginning to the end. The problem with that is, and all the players said it is, in the final third, number one, and number two, when he gets to second, I mean, players get tired. They start forgetting, like, what should I do at each particular point, you know? And he's coaching it to, like, the very minute play. He needs to find the balance of when to release that handbrake. Because if he but, doesn't, it could be a problem. That's what okay. I see. But, but, but the difference is, let me ask you, let me give you a counter to that. Yep. It comes down to the players that you have and you use. So if you look at Arteta, why is it that he's basically been trying to sign more experienced long-term people who have got that because then they have that quality and that experience in terms of what he's trying to get them to do you're trying to do that with a young player they're going to switch on and off Correct. like when everybody was going crazy about why is he signing william he's signing william because william's an experienced player you tell him what to do and he can he knows how to play football yeah. he's been in winning teams he knows what you're asking him to do Correct. the same thing with a party who's 27 the same thing like gabriel's 22 but he's playing next to david louise so he's basically, that's why he's over-relying 
in my opinion, on some of these experienced players because of that pattern and that coaching. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, you do that in the short term, you develop Asaka or whoever else, because they're gonna the younger players, LVG, say what you like, he was great with young players, Ajax, yeah. anywhere he is. going to be the same in that sense. And then he's going to buy around it. That's all they're going to need. So you need time to do that. And I gave Correct. you guys... And I agree. And that's what I was going to. You need time. It's going to take time. Example. When Klopp came and he was playing that Gengen press and everybody was like, what is he doing? The players can't play like this for a whole season. They're going to be tired. They're going to get burnt out. Those are all of the excuses, right? The 4-4 four yeah. four with yeah. West Brom. Like Liverpool can't play like this. And he just said, this is my system. I'm going to get the players I want. And I'm going to invest in playing this way. And when he bought some of these players, people were questioning him. Like when he bought Mane, I was one of the people like, why the hell are they paying all that money for this guy? Like, I don't see it. Now, would you question him? No. So you just got to let them do what they, let him do what he's doing. Is it going to work in the long run? It's, no one knows, but at least he's committed to doing something a certain way. Yeah. It's not, oh, one week he's doing it and you can't see what the players are being asked to do versus the next. You have, as any good coach, I don't care who they are, they're going to be committed to a way of playing. Correct. Any good coach. And even you cuss Mourinho, you know what you're going to get over Mourinho's side. Like, if you don't work hard and you don't do the discipline thing for Mourinho, you are not playing for him. Yeah. Simple Correct. as. Correct. So you're right, you're right. So that's the only thing I wanted to talk about, is that, that, fact, that thing, that LVG thing. And there's something there because it's the same, he literally has the same assistant that LVG had from the time at United. When I saw that, that's when it started kicking in my head, like, this guy like, that's how he wants to play. And you can Correct. talk about it. You guys go on like you don't see Pep Guardiola on the pitch. They win a game 3-4-0 and he's got Foden off to the side, who's the young guy coming in. And he's basically telling him, yo, your movement, you didn't do this, you didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. And these young players, how long has Foden been waiting to get into that Manchester City side? Yeah. I right? thought he would get in when Silver left. But, but no, but he, he again. It's 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 evolution. He's coaching the hell out of him to get him to where he wants him to get. Otherwise, he's gonna drop him in and out. Even Saka, when Saka's not in the team, every Arsenal fan loses their heads right now. I'm like, look, the guy's 19. You don't need to be playing every week. Like we we played this movie before with Wilshire and Fabregas. Like you don't you, you play a 19 year old, 18 year old in a, in the Premiership. One week he's gonna be good. The next week he's gonna be average. Right. Olive's name, Olive's name is Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I mean, that's the only person that broke that. I'm just saying, that's the only person that broke that. He was week in, week out. No, but again, week in, week out, playing with who? I know, I was just joking. I know, I get that. He had express players. He had express players around the mind. Hey, hey, good segue. Dele Ali. Dele Ali, to give him his credit, I love yeah. Dele. Yeah, and he came in the league at 19 also and, and stayed in. Hey, that guy, that man, that man, Poch, though. The man, no, the man that, just, that destroys players. Yeah. Yeah. Poch was good. Poch. Was good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good segue. I'm going to talk yeah. to everybody. Good segue to Manchester United. And the good segue was, uh, Stephen made a great point about a man, most good coaches come into a philosophy and you know every time this is what you're going to get. I come to my my friend. Okay, what the what the philosophy of social? Can you can you tell me what this philosophy is? Everybody, I hear different things from everybody. Some people say it's just a vibes coach. It's just coaching vibes. Ian Wright even said it on his podcast. He said it. I was like, wow. Okay, Ian Wright. He came from he came from social. <laughs> he came from social. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. If Ian Wright is saying that social coached on vibes, 
then you could, also, you could, you could then accuse Ferguson of, of the same thing. Because Ferguson at times was just kind of like attacking. You know? I, don't, I don't agree by you, because I know some people trying to call for me after this. I don't agree. As a tactical genius, you know. But how many, how many times did he like start in, like turn on the TV in a United, a big in the United game late? And let's say you turn it on like with 10, and 10 minutes have gone, and United were already like 2 0 up. You understand? The amount of times Ferguson just didn't have to get the players fired up. So tactics all out the window, because essentially, when you, when you have the ball, are there really any tactics when you have the ball? If you have players like Rooney, Ronaldo, Giggs, Scholes, you're not going to be like LVG and tell them you have to run here, you have to do this, you have to do that. No, you, you let them be, be free. But that's not about, let me talk to you a little bit, okay? That's not something you can replicate, though, right? I, I, I don't agree. Ferguson, don't like Ferguson was a psychologist, right? He's the, he's the best sports psychologist ever. That's yeah. not something you can replicate. That's, no. that's the mistake I think a lot of people are making. You cannot say I want to be a, a great psychologist like Ferguson. You know, it's not. It's not. You can't replicate that. Well, the, but that's the thing. A, a, a lot of people then. Say, a lot of people have said you can't re 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 replicate um, Paisley or Shankly or or Clough because those guys were, were probably the, in, in the same mold as psych uh, of you know being more into the players' minds than tactics. Correct. Came, came along, so there's nothing that said that Solskjaer. <laughs> okay. There's nothing that, that says that. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. the players themselves. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Solskjaer's philosophy, from what I can see, okay. used to be counter-attacking, okay. which is how United have always played. No, that's okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> United have, have always been a counter-attacking team. Ferguson's no, best team. Not. Well, not. No, you, you think of in, 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 the, in the big games, United have been a counter-attacking team. If okay. you when, yeah. when, when, when we played Arsenal, when we played Liverpool, all the time, our counter-attacking goals. Correct. That's fair. That's now you've faced it. Yeah. All yeah. the time. John O'Shea in midfield. Like, come on, man. So, <laughs> anyway, John O'Shea. But that's the thing. But he was doing a job. No, he but that's my point. I'm not, it wasn't. I wasn't saying in disparage. I'm saying that like, we played against a Man United team with Phil Neville and John O'Shea in midfield and lost. So, yeah, so the, there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a game against Arsenal where our midfield was was it Raphael. O'Shea, Gibson, and Fabio in the FA Cup, and we beat you guys 2-1 or 4-1, coming from the scoreline it was. So we could play on the counter-attack. We're, we're not a counter-attacking team by design. We could play on the counter-attack. That's the two different things. I do, I do think that the United default, though, if we, okay, if United were, 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 were playing against a lower league, a, a lower um, ranked team, then of course United would go on the front foot, but if that team was Pressing us, then of course we'll, we'll, we'll then switch to counter attacking game and just counter because that's just, that's just how the game goes. You can't always be on the front foot all the time, you have to be ready to counter attack. So, anyway, to so me, the high, the high points let's go to the high points so, of the season. Yeah, so the high point of the season, um, I can't distinguish between the two um, either the PSG win at um, in Paris or the Leipzig win at Old Tra Tra Trafford. I'll probably say the PSG win. Because that that was away from home from home. Although PSG were lacking a few players, they still had Neymar and Mbappe and Herrera was there and I was coming with Rati was playing, but they had they had a lot of their, their good players there. And United and Di Maria was playing. And I thought that Twanzebe's performance was really good. Um, I want him to be starting next to Maguire. Um, and the low point 
the, the Spurs, the defeat was the, 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 the low point. I do feel that Martial getting sent off played a big, a big role in that the, the defeat. Um, but no, no excuses. A United team shouldn't be beaten 6 1. Um, and, you know, it was nothing like City beating United 6 1 because in that game, again, Ferguson just didn't want to shut up shop and just say, okay, let's, let's lose 3 1. United kept going, 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 going for it. So, yeah, that was, those are the, that, that to me, that's the high and, and low points. I think the team has learned from, from, from those from the Spurs result. And I think Solskjaer's probably learned too from, from that Spurs, Spurs result. And I think Solskjaer is learning who he can trust and who he can't trust. And maybe that's, the re- that's one of the reasons why we're seeing Pogba on the bench a bit more. Um, although I don't think Pogba should be on the bench. Pogba should have that number 10 position and Fernandez should be, until we get an, another wide player, a Sancho or someone like that, Fernandez should be up, up front with Martial, Rashford, or Cavani, whoever's up front. And um, I think Pogba as a number 10, with no defensive responsibilities, on top form, he's, he's world-class. You know, I, I, People say it's Pogba world-class. In a number 6, he's not world-class. In a, in a number 8 slash 10, with no defensive responsibilities, he's world-class. So, okay, question though. Yeah. So having already set up the team as it is with uh, Bruno in that 10 position and playing great, playing with, I would say, probably the possibly outside of Kane and Son, he's, he's in the best form of a player in the league. Would you then switch that, having already got that system where he's working that well? I mean, the, 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 the system's not really working. It's, it's been one good game, really, the Everton game. The game before that, United lost, right? No, no, it's not working for the team, I know, but Bruno. Switching I mean, Bruno out of that position, I would say it won't be impacting. If, if you see where he where where did his goals come come from against Everton, the first one fair enough was a header from the middle, but he can do that from he, he can do that coming from from the right. The second one was the cross that Rashford missed, and he was wide left, so he can so he, he can drift. And um, if he's after the lockdown, after the game began, after the lockdown, and Pogba came in the team, he was he and you know. Remember the Spurs game, your Spurs fan, remember the Spurs game and Pogba came on, he changed the game and that number 10 position. You know, he, he, and... In the 6-1? No, no, after lockdown. After lock, 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 lockdown at, um, you know, when we drew 1-1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the 1-1, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, then, and then also before that, the season before, the, the, the away game again, one of Solskjaer's first three, three games as United manager when Rashford scored the winning goal, the one the long ball on the counter, and 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 Pogba played that pass to, to to Rashford that no other player, apart from De Bruyne in the Premier League, could probably play that pass. So you have to put Pogba in a position where he's going to influence. Hold him. up, hold up, hold up. Kane Kane will play that pass. No, he couldn't. All day, and I have to say that because Kane as a striker, he'll play that pass. I, yeah. I put that on. I put that, that on that pass that Pogba played to to Rashford. Yes. No, he couldn't. Yes. He has already. Go watch Kane's pass the sun against Southampton, the first one. Go watch. Just watch it. Okay, oh. okay. Let me, I want to keep everybody back on track. Let's take you on track. So, going forward, what do you think is the formation tactics to use? Or maybe formation. Um, I, th- I, th- I think 
this is this is my criticism of, of, so, so, of social. I think social has to be more social when he gets a winning team, he sticks to it. And I can understand why, because he's still in that phase where he needs wins and wins and wins, right? But social needs to not be afraid of rotating even a winning side. Though, you know, because again, I don't I don't I don't want to sound, sound like those those United fans who keep going on about Ferguson, Ferguson, Ferguson. But if you think that sometimes United will be on a four-game winning winning streak, but in those four games, Ferguson will change the team. I think there wasn't there like a few years where Ferguson went without naming the the, the, the same eleven. And in that time, United must have won titles and things like that, but he never played the same eleven. So I would say Social should go with the the, the Herring goal, AWB at right back, um, Twanzebe and Maguire. I think we need pace, and Twanzebe is physical enough. And he's not a young guy anymore. He's 22, 23 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, he just turned 23, right? And then yeah. Maguire and then Shaw at left back. Then... I then you know two 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 of Fred um, McTominay and Matic with Pogba in front of them, and then again the front three rotate out of Fernandez, Greenwood, Martial, Cavani, and Rashford. But you got I think Solskjaer just had to learn to keep rotating them, you know, and then you know. Use that as a springboard to then build the confidence of guys like Dan, J- um, Dan James because I, th- I, th- I think he's I think he needs a lot of confidence and training as well, you know. But you know, bring bring him into a winning team. Stephen says, Stephen says, tell us and uh, <laughs> he just put in the chat. Tell, tell us and Van der Beek get no love for this. This why they cost seventy million. <laughs> You, see, you, you said the name to start never tell us. I've not seen enough of. I'm one okay. of the yeah. He's bad and sure. Take it out for nothing. <laughs> Van der Beek, um, again, will come into the world rotation. I think there'll be certain games where, against the big teams, you may want Van, 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 Van der Beek up, um, up front so he can work forward and backwards. This is the way Rooney, Ferguson used to, used to put Ronaldo centre forward and put Rooney left in big games. Because he trusted me to work back. Maybe Van Van der Beek can, can play that position. You know, it's about it's about rotation. I don't want to say this should be the starting eleven, because you know it's horses for courses. You know, you, right. you, you pick the right horses for the for the for the for the course you you know what want, want them to, to to run. Social does it well in the big games. In the games where we have to break down teams, I think he needs to get that. Um, he needs to get it. He needs to to, to um get get to, to get it right. We need a midfielder. We need like a midfielder who's young enough, who's going to be uh not so much a destroyer, but someone who's going to keep the ball moving. You know, back in the day, I wanted United to sign Modric so badly because it, it you know Modric at Spurs, he was he, he was a guy to replace goals, but United are still trying to re- 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 replace goals now. Well, I have a question. So mm. you just said you want a player that can keep the ball moving. Yeah. That Van Bay Van der Bay could play that position. I don't like, think he can play that deep. Yeah, I don't think he can play that deep. He did it for Ajax. He, I've seen him do it. Like I'm I'm telling you right now, if you play that guy in with behind that front four you just described, 
No, right. not, no, not the front four. I, I want people to, 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 to play that defensive slash central midfield role. Oh, no, no, and distributing. But, but I'm, I'm saying what you're saying. So if, if when you're playing against teams that are going to be more defensive, yeah. with Pogba at 10, with Fernandez off the right, with Martial, with Rashford, yeah. behind that, you need someone that's going to get the ball to those players in transition. Yeah. No, you and do. And it's not about having Maguire trying to dribble out and pass the ball. <laughs> that ain't it which is what you've been trying to do. You play Doc Van der Beek next to Fred, next to Matic, next to McTominay, any of those players, none of them are, are the right player for right now. United need a DM, 100%. But if you could just, for now, in those games, use those two players. I, I would say go Fred and Donny for a period of time. Or, or depending on who you're playing, Matic and Donny, because you have to save Matic's legs at his age. But if you could just do that and then play that front four, then I'd be like, okay, Man United, most, ga most games, that front four is going to cause so much damage that it doesn't even matter if you concede the odd goal. I think, Stephen, there, there's something that we don't know about why Van Der Beek is not playing. Because honestly, like you, I can't see it. I can't see why he's not playing more games there. I, I, think, I don't understand. I, I really want to get... That's why I'm just listening to hear many of you fans take on it. Yeah, I think that it could be one of a couple of things. Is, is it that he's in bad form, just can't play in training? Or, no, or? I, I, I think that is one of two things. I think one of a few things. I think I think Van der Beek was... My personal opinion, he may not be the social science, science signing, right? So social is trying to send a message to, Wood, to, to, to Woodward to say, look, you know... And I don't have to, to put this guy in that you signed. But, you but let me ask a question on that one. So if he'd got the player that it sounds like he wanted, and I'm speculating with all of you guys, it sounds like, like Solskjaer wanted Sancho. Yeah. If you had Sancho, and yeah. Sancho now was on the right yeah. or the left, whichever way you want to play it, yeah. what happens then with Pogba, Fernandez? Again, it's rotation. It, it's rotation. Pogba may, may have left. He, he may have sold Pogba. He may have sold Pogba, but now because of numbers and, you know... But he, he could have sold Pogba regardless of the fact he didn't get Sancho. No, if you don't no, win, no, no because, because then you're short, right? Because then you're short. Because then you have basically Greenwood, Martial, and Rashford, and Cavani, and if one of them is injured, you just have a... a, a you can't change, change anything. I, th I think uh, he, he may have sold Pogba, but what, what I think, uh, he, he may not have. I think Solskjaer actually liked Pogba because he was, was, was he not the academy manager under Pogba? And, you know, I used to watch those academy games on MUTT TV and Pogba was head and shoulders, the best player on the, on the pitch. And, um, and I remember the midfield three then was Pogba, Tunnicliffe and Ravel Morrison. And you know, Ravel Morrison would have been one of the, the, the best players in the world by now, in my opinion. He was he was he was amazing. He, he he's still amazing. He just needs to get his head in the right place, I think. Uh, do you guys have a homegrown player problem? Maybe that's why you can't you can't drop Pogba because we had some of that issue. I, I think Pogba would count as a homegrown player. Yes, he's homegrown. Yeah, and so that would be a reason why they wouldn't want to move him on. I, I mean, I I don't but, know. But to me, it I, makes no sense that you've got Van Der Beek and you're not going to play him when but, obviously they don't feel like Pogba's doing the job. But, but also, but also Van Der Van Der Beek, right? He's a player from what I've seen, and he's only played a few minutes. He's not. 
he's not like a Modric where he can get the ball and spray it 50 yards. You know, mm-hmm. you know he's, he works in tight spaces. You give, give him the ball, he can play quick one-twos. You can't do that as the last mid, 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 midfielder when you're new to, new to the league. You understand? That's why, that's why I don't think he can play that position. Van, Van der Beek, in my opinion, can play wide up front or behind the, behind the forwards, but not as, you know, a defensive midfielder or somebody who is, you know, keeping the, the game move, moving. He, he can't play that kind of like, you know, that, that, that holding midfielder position. No, I, I don't think he can do that yet. Maybe he can go into that, yeah. but not, okay. but not. I have to jump in now. I feel like this part is going to like extend too long at this point. So I'll go jump in. So who's your player of the season for Manchester United? Well, player yeah. with the best no. start so far. Player with the best start so far. Okay. <laughs> that's a tough one. You know, uh, that's a tough, tough one. I... Do you know what? Earlier I said Fred. And I think that's because I think you put Fred in my mind. But I may actually go for maybe De Gea. De Gea has quite, had a quite a good solid start to the season. He's, I don't think he's made any mistakes for goals. You know, he's made a good solid start and, and he's made some good saves. The, the hair of Fred. Um, so before we go in from you, <laughs> before we go in from you, okay, who is the player? That had the best start overall in the EPL. The best start. Um, who is that? I can't, let, let me. Do you know what? This guy's one. You know, I I rate this guy a lot. You know, the, my when I when I discuss with my Liverpool friends, they they don't like it because I hype him up. But Harry Kane, for probably, here Harry Kane has been phenomenal. And the thing is that again. Under a different manager at United, Harry Kane would have been a United player by by now, hundred hundred percent. Harry Kane was Harry hey. Kane is a United player, just in a Spurs shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. In the cast, in the cast. This was this was How are you gonna say United? <laughs> what? <laughs> From a club that I can't even see you in the league. Where are you in the league table? I honestly it, try to find it, 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 I could not. I was going to bring this up, right? But this is this is a, this is typical Spurs Spurs fans. They get ahead of themselves, right? Oh, okay. 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 Not, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. You can't. You can't even make remarks like that about a player. Like even managers don't do it. Players don't do it. Let's not even go there. I, Why? <laughs> respect the club. Respect the player. You can't call him a player. Okay, United player. Who is your player of the season? Oh no, you said the point back for Spurs. Who is your player of the season overall? Lingard, don't come near Harry Kane, and he won't want none of you. I'm going to mute your mic. I'll mute your mic. I'm just going to leave eventually. I'm just going to leave eventually. You know it. Maybe get out of here with that, man. Maybe Harry Kane will join United or Madrid or someone. Who, 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 who will pay what Daniel Levy wants, but he's gonna leave eventually. This is what's in the Premier League. This is wishful thinking right now. Oh, Mr. Steven, Mr. Steven Spurs, who is your player of the season for the EPL? So far, I already said it, man. I already said no, no, it. You said for your team overall. Oh, overall yeah. player so far in yeah. the league. 
that's impressed you so far in the first eight games? Man, I would say for impact, just because we're already a team that was at the top. So Hoiberg has done well, but it's not like he's taken us to another stratosphere. I would say it's uh, Watkins for Aston Villa. Hang on a second, hang on a second. You were already a team at the top. Where did you finish last year? <laughs> I'm confused. Listen, listen. Were you champion last season? I know you're hurt about... It's celebrated. I'll give you the champion in his lifetime. It's celebrated. His manager was celebrating. Listen, listen. We're already a team that's usually in the top six, okay? So Hoiberg, it's not like he's brought us on to another level, but Ollie Watkins for Aston Villa... What he's done for them, he's changed. They, they can have a different ambition now if mm. he keeps playing the way he has. So I would say it's him. He's made the most impact to me. And okay. watching him on the ball, it's not like he's doing it in a lucky way or in an ugly way. He's a good player, man. Yeah, good, 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 good on the ball. I love that guy. Good play. Okay, just, Steven. Just to, just to, sorry, just to, just to point out, Southampton, who Hoiberg came, came from, Finished seven points below Spurs last season, so I mean it's not that big of a jump, really. <laughs> from South Africa to this I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that seven is. points behind Spurs. <laughs> is at the same level? That's what he said. <laughs> you know what you're okay. okay, Arsenal, Stephen. I have to write, write, bring everybody in. Arsenal, Stephen. <laughs> No, I, I, I would agree with, with Kane. I just think the numbers that he's putting up and the performances, it's just, it's crazy. You just can't yeah. you expect a fall off at some point, but now he's adding assists as well, which is yeah. even other thing. Um, but I think behind that, I would go for um, players in those teams that maybe are surprisingly in the top six or eight right now. So I think at Villa Grealish, with, again, look at the stats. He's got goals. He's got assists. Um, I think he's got like nine goal contributions in eight games or something crazy like that. Um, and then um, Calvert-Lewin. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not see that guy scoring goals ever, ever in his career. I didn't see him scoring goals, not at the level that he's doing it right now. Um, and he's turned himself into a proper number nine as well. You put crosses in and... Yeah. 90% of the time he's on the end of it, whether it's with his head or, or throwing himself at it. Yeah. Um, so I think those three, but out of the three, if I had to pick, I'd say Kane, just given the the output. Like, it's, it, you look at the guy's numbers and it's not even funny. Like, yeah. the goals he scored, he, again, they were showing a stat where he's, he's pretty much just behind, like, Henri and people like that in terms of goals scored in the Premier League and in the number of games he's done it, it's it, crazy. It, it's crazy. It is. For Arsenal, who is? Player of the season for Arsenal is Gabriel. I ain't even going to... It's I not know. even a, a question. Gabriel coming in from, from the French League, 22. Um, our defence up until the Villa game was the best defence in the league, and he's 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 a big part of that. He's just very physical, very aggressive, reads the game. He likes to defend, which for an Arsenal defender is something that we haven't had in a long time. Um, and, and he can play. If you let him play, he'll play as well. So... I think Gabriel has got a really big ceiling and, and he's been really good for us so far this season. Okay. I'll just say mine real quick. Uh, for, for United, it's Pastor Fred. He gets a lot of disrespect. I, I like to put that Pastor Fred because the guy is always handing out sermons, you know. Even when we're playing bad, the games that were really bad, he didn't play those games. You know, the 6-1, he didn't play that game. I think he brought it on there. 
Fred has been everything, Leipzig game, the PSG game, his pressure, his, he's a shuttler. I always say, I tell people, you need to understand who players were, what they are, what they bring to the table, understand what, what you can expect. He's a shuttler, he came to United, everybody expects him to be this deep line parallel or something. Like, no, he's a shuttler. If you think of Fred, think of someone like, say, Educator. That's what Fred is. He, he pressures the ball and keeps it simple, keeps it short. Pressures, he goes box to box. He pressures, that's what he does. He's critical to everything Social wants to do. You know, I don't agree with it, but whatever Social wants to do, counter-attacking football, that he's critical to everything Social does. Fred is, so far, he has, I've been impressed. Overall, that's me, Harry Kane. I mean, eight goals. I think eight goals, is eight assists, something like that, something crazy. Or eight goals, seven assists. Like, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Harry you guys, you guys, I sorry to interrupt, but like, y'all are saying this like, you know, player of the season so far. Harry so Kane far. always does this. No, 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 no. He didn't add the assist, though. No, no he, he's no, added he, the assist. He, he, added he, the assist, though. But this level of performance, I was looking, when you said player of the season, I'm looking at somebody that has made a different impact. See, Kane always does it, but without Hoiberg, we're not even here. Like I said with Aston Villa, they have Grealish. We know he's a player, but without yeah. Watkins, they're not there. Oh, no, you're forgetting one critical thing, though. The assist. Apart from the assist, Kane typically always starts slow. Remember this. I, I, I think you're forgetting that. Typically, in the, in, historically, in no. historically, August was the month. You know, just, just People have to remember that this September is our August, right? So technically, in the traditional league season, we're in October right now. We're not in November, right? Because this yeah. is like a month later. So Kane has always traditionally been a slow starter. Like, he starts picking up after the first two months. They start scoring, like, a whole bunch of goals in a short period of time. That's been Kane's history. He scores like seven, eight goals in like three games. Like he scores, then he starts scoring to the end of the season. Beginning, he always slow. He starts slow. And but now he has added assists. And it's not just assists like, oh, you know, there's some assists that are crazy, right? That's how some people always come at me. Like, oh, you hit Daniel James so much, he gives assists. I'm like, come get out of here. Assists of just pass it to somebody by the side and pressing dribbles. Daniel James has like two or three assists where he gives somebody. Masha dribbles two, three, four people and score like an assist. Come on, get out of here. Don't, don't, don't put that assist. Tell me that. Oh, that James is a good player. Hey, I'm like, get hey, out of here. Encourage, encourage the young boy, man. Nah, man. It's not, it's not United quality, man. Get out of here. I don't know why we, we have it, but let me know. Let's move on with Daniel James. Let's go back to that. Okay. He discovered kind of assists, is giving his assist like he drops by, links up play, looks up, gives two passes. This man is giving true passes. I think he has a high someone is he's up there when it comes to true balls. Harry Kane, true balls. He'd been doing it before, but I think Jose has a big part to play with, with, with that, though, honestly. Correct. So, but, but, um, I, yeah, play I see your point. I'm just saying I mean, that I expect that from him. But, but go yes, see and I agree. Um, but he's doing it. He's added a new element to his game. He's and, impacted it. Yeah, and the point you made around Grealish is the same thing. Like, last season for me, everybody knows he was the main guy at Villa. But in the terms numbers. of the, the carrying of that team, like, Watkins is Watkins, but Grealish is now, he's, he's evolved to another level where he's actually creating goals and scoring goals himself, mm. which he wasn't doing a year ago. Like, he wasn't getting the level of goal contributions that he's getting now. Yeah. And, of course, having Barkley there, having Watkins there, Villa didn't have that quality of player. Yeah. So that's going to help him. But, again, the impact he's having for me is, is, is bigger than, than a year ago. Mm. Okay. I think I'll go wrap it up here. Um... Before I go, the big game for next weekend. Steven, your team is playing Man City. What's your prediction? 
Man City at home, draw. Draw. No, I'm talking, I, I think it's Spurs. Spurs. Me, yeah. I was asking, but it's fine. You, you think it's a draw? Everybody do a prediction. What's your prediction? The sports win. man. What's your... Win. I mean, win. What, what? Just give me, a, give me a specific prediction. What type of win? Oh, two zero. Uh, last time we did two zero. Maybe, uh, maybe three one. We we get them three one. Where is that game? Is that White Hart Lane? Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, it's a home game. Okay, but there's no home games anymore, man. It's not the same. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's at the Tottenham Stadium. <laughs> I thought them not scoring. I just think Spurs will get hacked. They create too many chances against them. They're still evolving what they're trying to do at City. I think Jose will, will get one over them there. There's too much firepower. So firepower, okay. Okay. Prediction for like for the big game. That's a big game of predicting. Then we we'll wrap up the show. We won't see. I I think City is going to be Spurs too. I mean, I think a lot of people are writing off City and their peril. Quite convincing. I think City will be sports. I don't know if, I don't know if you're convincing, but I think City is going to be sports. The fact that I, everybody... I, I, I think it'll be a draw because I don't think Jose is going to go head-to-toe with, with Pep. He won't do it. Like he, Jose will not be able to allow his team to attack City. He will not do it. So, And I think there's enough in the City team to kind of hold them. Yeah, I think it'll be a draw, but I think it's going to be one of those crazy like end-to-end games just because of the fact that Spurs have so much firepower. Yeah. Um, City will do what City do. They'll control the ball, they'll dominate possession and with, with the players they have. But I, I think City are having a problem scoring goals right now. Yeah, they're struggling. They're that's killing true. People off. Like they're doing what they do, but they're getting one goal a game and that doesn't sound like a City side. So, so I think it'll be a draw. Okay. They're depending on Sterling a lot. I think Jesus just came back. Yeah. Or maybe he's he's out. I think he just came back. He just came back. He's back. He's gone in the last game for that. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. But but I trust Jose in, in the big games. Once in a while, he'll get, you know, a banana peel. He'll get a battle. But that's where he really wants to win. He really wants to use his counterattacking strategy. And and I think it'll it'll work because the team is – the momentum of the teams counts. Then the tactics also. I think Jose will get him. Okay. But, uh, let's see. Let's see. Banana peel back. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I, he – it looks like it. I just think Pep is going to win this because every Pep Jose battle, more often than not, Jose overthinks it. I mean, I know he got him last time, but most times when he played, he overthinks it. Jose would not, he would try to change something that Spurs, like, like he said, he would change, you go with what you guys were doing. He's going to try to do something extra, like, oh, I have to do this. And that's what's going to be his banana peel, I think, in this one. Because, number two, I think Man City are, they are desperate now. They have to kick off their season. So, because of that desperation, I think it's going to be a, a 2 1 type. Win. I think you guys will score. I think it's 2 1 uh, in City's favor. We've come to the end of the pod. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, this was fun. Uh, the two Stevens, okay. The, the social style. <laughs> I hope it doesn't disappoint you and break your heart. <laughs> I, I haven't moved on from him already, but hey, <laughs> you have to hold it on to him. Good job. Good job. Thank you guys.